Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, May 9th, 2022. Well, it is Monday, and that might not be the most exciting thing in the world for you, but we have two amazing chapters in the Bible to look at today. And wherever you are, if you're listening to this on a Monday, it is going to help you out as you start off a new week. We've got Psalm 18 in the Old Testament and John 15 in the New Testament. Two incredibly powerful chapters of the Bible. Let's look at them now. Let's look first at John 15. This begins with this beautiful image of Jesus being the vine, the Father being the vine dresser, and us being the branches. Let me just read some of this for us. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing." If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. So there in those first six verses, we realize, well, there, is two, there are two kinds of branches. Um, there are those that bear fruit, and there are those that don't bear fruit. And what happens to the ones that don't bear fruit? Uh, they are burned. And that's where I think seeing this in a lot of other uh, places in Scripture, fruitless Christians are not Christians, uh, truly saved. And they will not end up uh, in, a, in a place that is good. The, the, the ending here really gets us thinking of judgment and hell. Uh, that is the imagery that Jesus uses. However, we got to realize the big problem isn't necessarily that, well, they didn't bear fruit. The reason why they didn't bear fruit is they weren't really having this living connection to the vine. They weren't abiding in the vine. And so that's where even as you see people stray from their faith, people that once were sitting next to you in church, serving with you in church, and now they're saying, I don't want anything to do with that. You can, you can rest assured that the problem was really there was no vital connection between them and Christ. And that's where it's impossible to live the Christian life without being a Christian. And being a Christian isn't about, well, do this and do that and check all these boxes. Being a Christian is ultimately about a connection that you have with Jesus Christ, uh, established through repentance and faith in what Jesus has done. That is the difference between those that bear fruit and those that don't, right? The, the difference of the fruit that you see, that's the external, but really that's that's not the cause. That's um, the effect. That That is the, the fruit. But what, what really the problem is, is what's going on on the inside. Is there a connection to Christ or not? But also in this passage, we see there are branches that bear fruit and there are branches that bear more fruit. 
right? We, we see that. And even the vine dresser, the father, his goal is to get all of us who are saved to bear more fruit. And what's he going to do to accomplish that? He is going to prune. Now, pruning uh, is something maybe you might enjoy doing in your garden, but remember, your pruning shears are a sharp instrument. Pruning is not always comfortable, especially for us who are being pruned. But we can rest assured that the Father has a good purpose in helping us to be more fruitful. And then we I love the words in verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do Nothing. The key to being fruitful in the Christian life is this connection, this abiding in the vine, this faith in Jesus Christ. And it gives us, I think, a little more about the practicals of, well, what does it mean to abide in Christ? In verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And that's where we see, oh, Basically, reading your Bible and praying. God's word abiding in you and you asking whatever you wish. You praying and lifting up your requests to God. And that's where if you hear me a lot trying to encourage people to read your Bible and pray, this is why, people. It's not because, well, you know, you got you to gotta make sure you just do those things, although there certainly is discipline involved in that. It's because we need Jesus and we need his life coursing through our veins, right? We need the vine getting all into this branch. And we're spending time in the word and in prayer because of that desire. Because we want to know Christ and we want to be resting in him, abiding in him, leaning on him, learning from him. And that's what leads to verse 8. By this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So again, even keeping the commandments, the the part of the motive for that is I want to abide in his love. God loves me. I mean, even we undersell that as the father has loved me, so have I loved you, right? The love that the father has for the son, that's the same love that Jesus has for us. Don't we want to stay close to him? So let's be in the word. Let's be in prayer. Let's keep his commandments. And what does this all lead to? These things I've spoken to you that you may, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. It's a Monday, but do you want a joy filled week this week? Jesus's path to that is, hey, abide in me. Let my words abide in you. Lean on me through prayer. Abide in my love. Remember how much I love you. Keep my commandments, right? These things are really the foundation of a fruitful Christian life because a fruitful Christian life ultimately flows from Christ and our being connected to him. So I hope that encourages you today. That encourages you to abide in Christ and helps you remember, hey, where does that fruit come from? That that connection with him. And when we can cultivate that through his word, through prayer, even just through meditation on his love and keeping his commandments. These are the things that we want to do. And when we do, it won't be some burden. It will be joy, full joy. And I think that's something all of us want. 
And that might sound idyllic, and it's good for us to remember, though, that life is not always ideal. Because then he goes on to talk about, in verse 18, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. And basically saying, guys, the world is going to hate you. You want to follow me, you're going to face some serious opposition from the world. So abiding in Christ isn't just going to mean, oh, everything is all just rosy and good and great all the time. No, we abide in Christ and we can bear fruit even in harsh conditions. The harsh conditions of a culture that hates Jesus ultimately and therefore will hate you as well if you are seeking to live for Jesus. And that's where Psalm 18 might be encouraging. As you encounter the trials of life or even the opposition of uh, the world, as you seek to follow Christ, Psalm 18 is one of my favorite psalms. Um, It's a psalm of David. And it talks about God rescuing him from the hand of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And this is a good time because we're right now in between 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. So Saul has just died. This whole saga of Saul chasing David is over. And now these next couple days, we're going to read some Psalms that reflect kind of on this season. And David says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. And then it goes on in the next several verses. It paints this very poetic picture of David being in distress, right? Talking about the cords and the snares of death are surrounding him. But then God, you know, there's this earthquake and God comes riding in on a cherub, right? He comes in and he saves the day with thunder and and hailstones and coals of fire and lightning, God, and parting the seas, all these, you know, poetic images to describe the salvation of God. And David then reflects on that and even just the confidence that comes from trusting in a God like this. In verse 28, it says, for it is you who light my lamp. The Lord, my God lightens my darkness for by you, I can run against a troop and by my God, I can leap over a wall. This God is His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. Oh, do you believe that today? Do you believe this God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. Do you really believe that all the nonsense of this world will someday fade into oblivion, but the word of God will still be there standing strong? If you do, then we must build our lives on that word. Let that word abide in us and take refuge in the God of that word. He is a shield. And I hope that fills us with confidence today as it did David. And King Saul might not be out to get you, but there may be all kinds of trials. There may be all kinds of opposition in your life, but you're saying, I'm trusting in God and his way is perfect and his word is true. And that's where I'm taking my stand and I'm trusting in him. And again, that will fill us with joy. The Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of my salvation, right? That's where he is 
ending with just rejoicing. Verse 49, for this, I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations and sing to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. So I hope with John 15 and Psalm 18 under your belt that you now have a Monday that is filled with joy because you are abiding in Christ and because you know I'm trusting in God and his way is perfect and every word of God proves true. And I'm banking on that. So I hope you are filled with joy as you follow Christ today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.